So have you ever really thought about that song, Mississippi Queen by Mountain? Mississippi Queen. And then he immediately says, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. No, I don't know what you mean. You know what yeah. I mean? A Mississippi Queen? You know what? Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But I did learn from hanging out with my dad and uh, his old alcoholic friend when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. That... Um, the old men like to pretend like they have an inside joke together. Oh, okay. So they were like, I know what time it is. Huh, yeah. Wink at each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hound dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So maybe that's it. I guess maybe so. he's saying like, I, I don't mean anything, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Because... If you do know, please tell me. Let me know. I'm not please. really sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this term, Mississippi Queen. Not exactly certain what it's about. Hmm. I really need more information to complete <laughs> the picture of what he means by Mississippi Queen. If any of our listeners know, write in. Inform us. Because we're dying to know what he you means. You know what? While the rest of them dudes was getting their kicks. Something, something, blah, 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 blah. Blah, <laughs> Welcome, dead and lovely <laughs> listeners, to the greatest horror movie of your podcast in this universe and beyond. Why it's dead and lovely here with the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood is Rutland. Ah, the crowd's going off. I love His that Hollywood stage. It's good. It's good that it's average. It doesn't really hurt that much. He's it's average height as well. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Everything's pretty much normal. <laughs> it's what you'd expect. Hey, it's me. <laughs> How you been doing this week, Stu? I've been having a good week. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Emily's, uh, she's finished with school. She, uh, school's out for summer? School's out for ever. I gotta tell you the no. truth. The best thing that Alice Cooper ever did for music mm-hmm. was discover Frank Zappa. <laughs> That's all that he did. Like to, I'd never been an Alice Cooper fan, no. but he did discover Frank Zappa. I so, did like his performance in Prince of Darkness as a homeless person. And Wayne's World. And Wayne's World. And was Wayne, he a homeless okay. person in that? No, no. He was <laughs> he was playing at the uh, at the club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So Emily schools out. Yeah, Emily schools out, um, and so we got we got our anniversary coming up. You just had an anniversary this very day. Uh huh. That's damn right. I just got back from celebrating my 18th anniversary. The big one to eight. my dear beloved wife. You can now legally fuck our relationship. Awesome, and I'm yeah. gonna later. Hey, look out! Yep. Look out now. Mm-hmm. And for those of you guys who are keeping a scorecard at home. You know, we went out for 10 years, then we've been married for eight years. I think it's dumb whenever people don't count how long they've been together total. Yeah. In terms of, like, oh, we've been together six years. Yeah, we yeah. married. You know, we went out for 10 years before that, but we've been married yeah. six, and that's what counts. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it all counts. It all counts. It Every all counts. single moment. So I had this weird thought while we were out tonight. I was like, you know... If we would have slipped up and like gotten pregnant that first year that we oh, met, oh shit, you'd have a 
kid going off to college by now. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody could be fucking our kid legally. Oh man! Like one of my friends could legally be boning my child by now, and they would. And they would you hang out with musicians. Well, because that kid, that kid would be gorgeous. Well, duh. The hair First on off, that thing. It would have yes, great hair, incredible hair, incredible, very pale child, a, a extremely child, pale, a child with no color at all. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so that was kind of a surreal thought that I had, where I was like, damn. That kid would be 18 by mm-hmm. now. That's That kid would be older than we were when we made it. Wow. Now that's fucked up, that's right? That's crazy. That's extremely weird. Now, neither of us have kids, but have you ever like really thought about what your kids would, would be like? Because yeah. the thing is, is like I think that conservatism is the new form of rebellion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I think is. that wearing a suit and playing football is probably the thing that you can do that would piss your parents off the most if right. you're like our age. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, honestly, kids be going to church. Oh Jesus! Ugh. They'd say, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly." <laughs> and I'd be like, "God damn!" <laughs> yeah. Um, man, it sounds terrible. Honestly, I I don't know. Like, there's really no nothing you can do to control your child, and you shouldn't even try to control your child, of course. But I don't know. I feel like most people, if they're if they listen to their kid and really like answer them and yeah. trust them and give them some space to be themselves most of those kids aren't going to grow up to rebel yeah yeah like, you know just don't be a shitty person maybe that honestly is. like most parents that have kids that are shitty a lot of them are fucking shitty parents it's not yeah, even right, like right. it's not even that they're necessarily shitty people they just were bad parents it's usually just those fucking helicopter parents yeah you know in any context it's like you can be conservative uh mm-hmm. helicopter you can yeah, be where you keep making sure they don't listen to any of that metal yeah exactly yeah, yeah. look how don't i turned out them video games look how i turned out doing exactly that damn yeah. all hellion yeah, you can't control them. No. And so, you can be a turbo liberal, you know, uh, oh yeah. uh, uh, helicopter and parent. And then be also overly controlling, yes. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, controlling. That's really the main yeah, thing, right? Because they don't learn to make their own decisions. No. And then when they become adults and they realize, fuck, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm going to do all the things that they told me I couldn't do. Exactly, yeah. man. We had ourselves a good old anniversary day, though. We both were that's off. Awesome. Of, we both were technically off of work today, so we spent today working. Because that's what you do when you're in our age yeah. group. It's like, oh, a day off. Let's work. <laughs> so we both did some work. She was working on photo stuff. I was working on video stuff. Yeah. You know, for our anniversary, we were initially just like, we don't really have time to do anything. Right. And then we were like, you know what? We we should do something. Yeah, go eat or something. Eight, yeah, 18 is a pretty big number. Yeah. So we should at least do something. So we decided, and this is like so lame and so corny. Yeah. Because basically, like, our favorite restaurants and stuff like that, well, they're the ones that we, like, go to all the time. You know? Uh, like, okay. we're, we're always doing sushi and you So, yeah. And so, what's going like to be that. a treat? A hibachi chop chop. Is that right? That's correct. Just sitting around a big old table <laughs> with, like, six strangers. Hibachi, huh? I love it. I, I don't like hibachi at all. Really? Yeah. I at can't all. Stand it. But I, that shrimp sauce is good in very moderate mm, amounts okay like right. if i can eat i like the rice yeah because you know, it's just fried rice yeah sure but the meat is always i mean just plain like there's just it is pepper yeah, and salt on it's on, it, on the plain it's like side. you could do so much more with this or if you get shrimp it's like 
I'm at a hibachi place. I do not trust this shrimp. <laughs> sometimes that is an issue. Yeah. That is an issue sometimes. Yeah. We had ourselves a good time. It's, it's a where, great time. Though. It's where dinner it is, is fun. the show. Yeah, that is fun. When they make the little volcano thing and flip a... Do, wait, a lot of places I know don't do that anymore. They won't flip a piece of food into your mouth it's because been a while people have choked. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been to a place that does the flip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they didn't do that. Okay. But that's okay. I forget you can get steak at those places, though. Sometimes that's really good. Yeah. Kate yeah, because they'll Kate cook it to steak. Tim. And yeah. It was good. Yeah. And it was really, really good. So we did that, and then we went down to the old city and consumed a ton of cocktails that's over awesome. at Old Postmodern. Yeah. Postmodern that's is the best the place shit. to get a cocktail here. Yeah. Ever downtown Knoxville, definitely yeah. go there. And we went at just the perfect time, too, because it was basically us and like. Yeah, one other dude that was sitting at the bar yeah. initially. When so we you got to hang out with the bartenders. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're great. And they're awesome. Yes. And they're also like, whenever they know you and whenever things are like good and slow, uh-huh. they're like, hey, we're working on like 10 new cocktails. Yeah, you you want to try? try them? Yeah, they let us try some stuff when me and Roger were hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. dude. So they let us try like 100 different things. It's like yeah. they really want you to leave that place good and fucked up. Yeah. They you know? do because they want you to come back and bring your friends. And it I do. Seriously, is one of the. I mean, like it. I was gonna say it's definitely the best place to get a cocktail in Knoxville. But yeah. saying that might make people think like, well, that's not saying much. I've had a lot of cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Um, in some real nice places in L.A. and that place is on par, mm-hmm. like easily. They yeah. know what they're doing and they they do it extremely well. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so we, we got back from doing all that stuff, which was a blast. It was a lot of fun. And I'm so happy to celebrate a magical another year around the sun with my <laughs> dear darling, my real boo. Looks like you made it. <laughs> Show to you my real boo. Show to you my real boo. Life is good. I know people that spend their whole lives with people that they're just fucking yeah. miserable with. Jesus Christ. That it would be the worst. Oh, I just God. can't imagine. Why? Like, Why do people do this to Emily themselves? and I talk about that a lot of times because yeah, she'll dude. have people that she, you know is friends with or whatever yep. and she's like... Why are they in that relationship or whatever? Yeah, like, dude. I can't imagine being like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, you know, you, you get these friends that are together and they just have an awful relationship and they're like, yeah, we're we're buying a house. <laughs> no, why? Like, why? <laughs> no. You need to take steps backwards, yes, not exactly. forward. Not with a forward yeah. step. So, yeah, it's been a good old fun wild ride and she's such a, such a number one showdy that she's like, do this podcast tonight yeah. it's all good which is pretty amazing because tomorrow i'm not going to be in because i'm going to nashville yeah to see mashuga cashville Tennessee. that's correct uh-huh. i'm gonna go see one of my favorite bands ever i'm so excited to see i've not seen them in probably like 10 years or so something like that wow uh one of my favorites if anybody can ever go see mashuga live yeah you must they are Unfucking believable. They're a blast. Yeah, I'm sure they do some improvisation up there, huh? You know what? Here's the weird thing: is like in the world of metal, improvisation isn't really that I know that common. But I've seen those guys do it. On yeah, videos. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing is like, um, especially when it comes to the solos and stuff like yeah. that, they are all, all like completely improv. That's awesome. Which is really cool. That's to really see. fun. So each live show is something like mm-hmm. I don't like live shows that much because I'm like most of the time the CD sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. If most of the time yeah. I'd rather just listen to the digital version. Yep. Yeah, but, dude. If you're just running down the album in a loud, super reverby room with yeah, like with 300 a bunch of people you probably people, don't like. <laughs> yeah, where you're paying $8 for a beer. Yeah. 
I think I'd just rather stay home and listen right. to CD. But unless you, you're a big Ghost fan, they put yeah. on a huge show. Amazing the show. Sugar, you're going to see something you're not going to see ever again. Exactly right, yeah. man. Make it special. Mm-hmm. Making memories. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, good stuff, man. It's going to be a really fun week, but a very, very hectic week for myself. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's been making me super happy this week. What's that? Is seeing all these early birds getting signed up for that brand new Patreon account that we've Holy got. Holy shit! We've had Man, people just signing up. I was left, so surprised right how quick down. people just started jumping on it. Uh, we're going to be doing shouts, shout outs uh, starting episode 110. Yeah. Which is in a couple episodes. Yeah. This is 107. Something I think. like that. Say 108. Yeah. So, but we do have three people we want to shout out who just went ahead and sent us money on PayPal, which Give is also an money. option. If you, if you feel like, man, I don't want to commit to paying you guys something every month, I'll yeah. forget about it or yeah. whatever. You can just send us money directly on PayPal, uh, paypal.me slash deadandlovely. Boom. Just go there, send it. But we had some people send us money. Uh, Letitia McDade, one of our Woo! favorite listeners for sure. Shout out, homegirl. She's the best. You're awesome. Uh, Omar Abdul Khan. Woo! Shout out to the homegirl. Shout out, you're awesome. Yeah. And Kev Bickerdyke. Kev, Who we have so someone much. else coming up uh, in June. Yeah. Uh, that was suggested by Kev Bickerdyke, so... That dude's really helping out the show. It's a good boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's just a, he just a good old boy. boy. And I also wanted to shout out uh, Chris Zazarine yeah. and his wife. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to go too into detail, but he emailed me and uh, he's been telling me about what's going on. His his wife, Macy, she has cancer. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, it, it's looking real good. Yes. Things are looking up. And I want to just shout them out. Say, hey, glad you listened to the show. Hope everything's going great. Yes, indeed. Good luck and uh, quick and smooth recovery on everything there. Good luck to you guys. Yeah. So, Steve, what you been watching this week, man? Man, I've been watching a good bit of stuff. Yeah? Um, I, I have not, so I'm glad that you can okay. fill in the gaps right here. But I, I want to start with the bad bit of stuff. <laughs> I watched 2018's. Uh-oh. Let's just go ahead. Crack us open a cold one. Okay, yeah. Leave the suspense yeah. right there. Leave the suspense going right there. I think before I get into hearing this bad news, I yeah. need to get myself a cold one. Now, this is a, a beer that I found. I had it at a venue I was playing last yeah. week. I was playing at a Wild Wing Cafe in Powell. Oh, Playing okay. with the Boogie Nights, getting my boogie and my funk on. Yeah, yeah. They had themselves teaching, pal. a Braxton Brewing Company Tropic Flare. It's a triple wow. dry hopped New England from? style India Pale Ale. I think Kentucky. I think Can. Oh, Covington, Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, this, I think this might be one of our first Kentucky brews. I think you might be right. Yeah. It is a 6.8 ABV, 35 IBU. Practice makes hazy perfection. This straw yellow hazy IPA was carefully refined over a year of innovation and experimentation at Braxton Labs. Wow. Tropic Flare, New England style. India Pale Ale is triple dry hopped and loaded with over four pounds per barrel of Galaxy Citra and Mosaic hops, amplifying the burst of fresh tropical aromas with each sip. Hefty additions of flaked oats and lactose provide a smooth, creamy finish for a true-to-style New England IPA crafted to perfection. Look at that, man. Dude, that was what struck me about it. That is so hazy and juicy looking. Yeah, dude. Whenever somebody um, brought me one on stage the other night, that was the first thing that caught me about it. I was like, this looks like pond yeah. water or yeah. something. It kind of looks like... It smells like grapefruit. It smells very grapefruity. Dude, I think that you're really going to yeah, like I'm it. I'm already digging it. It kind of looks like if you just put like whole fruit in a juicer, like mm-hmm. peel and pith and seeds and all, it comes out looking like that. Isn't that awesome? 
it's and that so, creamy finish they yep. they were talking about that's that's exactly it uh-huh it tastes nice it's like a cream saver like yeah we've had others before that have been like this but just like a grapefruit cream saver uh-huh and it's also so got all those kind of pineapple kind of notes mm-hmm. and stuff in there too yeah on tap it was like a little less creamy and a uh-huh. little bit more um hazy and kind of okay and kind of juicy like yeah but God, it's still really yeah, it's fucking real great, good, man. man. This is the first by Braxton that we've had. I hope it won't be the last. Because yeah. if this is indi- any indication of what they're doing over there, they're cooking up something good. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd definitely try some of their other stuff if I were to see it in stores. Oh, man. God, yeah. that is killer. It's good. Yeah. It's like, it's to the point where the sweetness is to that point where it's like, I wouldn't want to drink like three of them. Mm. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. That's you know what true. I mean? It's yeah. on the sweeter side of things, but God, it just tastes so delicious. It is really good. It's a good old dessert bear. So, We've 2018's The Predator. I have not talked to one person that liked this movie. Is not it, even a single person. I don't know that you possibly could. <laughs> um, let me just say that the the thing that I think is most egregious is that the special effects look like Mortal Kombat 2 on Sega Genesis. <laughs> With the blood code on. Yeah. Dude. It's insanely bad. I mean, like, the Predators look good, but, like, somebody gets, like, ripped in half. Yeah. And it looks like Mortal Kombat. It looks so bad. And then, like, later, a Predator gets, like, basically liquefied. Okay. And it looks like the it looks like when reptile spits out that acid, and it was like so cartoon looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like what the fuck? How can it look this bad? Oh Watch the original and compare it to this. Tell and me which the one looks better. Looks a million times better. That it's makes no insane. sense. And it was made like thirty fucking years ago, yeah. dude. And Shane Black certainly did not create characters worth creating. <laughs> Like, I've, I've heard they everybody all sound is like basically quippy. the same. Yeah. yeah, they all sound like Shane Black. Okay, it's like it was. It's almost like it was an early draft of the script, and then something happened and got in the way, and he didn't have time to change it. <laughs> like he didn't have time because, like, that's a what you do. For success. That's what you do. I mean, like uh, my Shark Cemetery script currently in its its first form is just bad like it's supposed to be bad i I wrote it because i didn't give a shit i wanted it to be bad every character basically sounds the same no big deal because you come back in later and then you're like okay who's this character let's sort of craft how would they say this but you got the idea of what you want to say and i think that's what he had was the idea of what he wanted him to say and then he got to set and he was like fuck didn't write that second draft (laughs) where did the time go (laughs) yeah improvise (laughs) improvise just try um yeah a lot of the characters just not worthwhile at all um the main character i can't even remember his name now but he's he's uh he's from narcos he's a great actor okay but um the main character just he's so characterless i would say like there's no super flat yeah there's no there's nothing to like grab onto about him like he has a kid and he kind of cares about the kid, I guess, but you don't really get that until later in the movie, but it's not like he learned to care about his kid. So like, Oh, character progression. It's just like, Oh, right. Right. Now I remember I care about my kid. It's real bad though. The idea of a taller, bigger predator. That's going to be better and scarier and tougher. (sighs) Right. Been there is a predator dog (laughs) in there that gets shot in the head, which basically nice lobotomizes it. 
It makes wait, it wait, turn wait. nice and become friends with the good guys. Seriously. By getting shot in the head. What? Yeah. But that's stupid. That's very stupid. It's really, really stupid. But that's real dumb. Yeah. And Dude. then he just keeps showing up at very opportune times with things like a grenade. Hmm. It's... And then the whole thing revolve around, like, the Predators coming here to get the next evolution of humans, which is, like, kids with Asperger's or something. Yes, there's this concept in it that Asperger's is the next evolution in humanity. Okay. Which, I don't know. That that sounds like the we only use 10% of our brain type of Hollywood oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Where it's like, we're going to keep hearing that yeah. probably in the future. Because Hollywood loves characters with Asperger's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all over the place and they all solve crimes somehow or solve puzzles or whatever. If, right. Basically, if you need something solved but don't have an excuse for how it gets solved, <laughs> give a character Asperger's <laughs> and he can solve it because it's a magic power. That's true. That's the, the deus ex machina yeah. of all of Hollywood, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's funny. I hadn't thought yeah, about so that. So it's but not it going away true. anytime soon. It's so going to be there. perpetuating it, basically. Yeah. Are there any references to the original, like to Dutch or anything? Yes. Oh, yeah. There are tons of them. There's, get to the Choppers said and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, man. there are tons of that. You are one ugly motherfucker. Um, yeah, basically that scene happens, except instead he says, why are you here? But then shoots him in the face instead of letting him talk. So it's like, you were expecting him to talk like he did in the first one, but instead he got shot in the face. Ugh. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the Predator, but don't even watch matter. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> Damn it, dude. Whenever it came out, I had such high hopes. And Me there was too. all these, like. Shane Black, all the cool yeah, people dude. in it. Like, uh huh. But Keegan, like, Keegan Michael Key, like, he even he can't oh, yeah, make he was it funny. In it, wasn't he? Yeah, even he Fuck. can't make his role funny because it's just, yeah, yeah. there's nothing funny about it. They're, like, they're all these soldiers with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And one of them has, like, Oh, uh, you know, uh, fuck shit, damn it. That where people do that. Yeah, that. What is Tourette's. it? Tourette's. Tourette's. Yes. <laughs> There's a character with Tourette's, but Hollywood Tourette's, where yeah, it's yeah. just like fuck ass. I'll say Tourette's. something very, uh, very appropriate to the moment, but inappropriate for me to say. So, uh, oh. Boondock Saints Tourette's. Yes. <laughs> Boondock Saints Tourette's. That's exactly what it was. I fucking hated it, Dude. but I finished it. So I guess I didn't hate it as much as some other movies that I've hated. Because well, I did watch yeah. the whole thing. You watched it more than you watched Ready Player One. Well, actually, it's shorter than that. So technically, okay. I watched more of Ready Player One <laughs> yeah. than I did of The Predator, but I finished The Predator. Right. <laughs> Dude. Well, it, it sucks because like, I was excited because, like I said, Shane Black, all the all, yeah. all these people working on it that sounded cool. And there's all these rumors that like the Super Predator was going to be based on like Dutch's DNA. Oh, yeah. That like, would have been cool. Oh, man, Dutch was- beat the Predators. He's yeah. stronger than us. That's yeah. cool. Easy. It Easy really to make is. a movie out of that. Well, and... Oh, man. I, I, won't, I won't completely spoil okay. the okay. end. Okay. Uh, but the end does have a real cool moment. Like, the very end of the movie has right. a real cool moment that I was like, man, they should have started with that, actually. <laughs> like, they came up with that cool idea. They should have started with that Start idea and there. wrote a movie. Right. <laughs> Instead of writing a movie and then being like... Oh man, at the end of the movie, let's have a cool idea. Damn it, that's what we should have done. <laughs> Shit. Oh well, man. Yeah. What but, else been checking out? Um, I have watched some great stuff. Okay. I started watching Barry. I, watched, I have heard it's awesome. It's so fucking good. I watched all of season one and and watched the first episode of season two. And 
That's Bill Hader, right? It's Bill Hader. Uh, Henry Winkler's in it. Steven Root. The Fonz? The Fonz is fucking in it, yeah. And Milton? Milton, yeah. Dude, holy shit. Great cast. Uh, the guy who plays the character that I think you'll immediately start to love after about four or five episodes. Yeah. Noho Hank. I don't know the actor's name, but he's... I don't know if I, I've probably seen him in something, but he's he's like shaved bald and he has no eyebrows but he's like this this real upbeat chechenian gangster okay <laughs> like super positive about everything okay it's um, an unlikely uh combination yeah, character traits he, but i'm on board he becomes very lovable real quick where you're just like man i like that guy it's about a hitman or something right it is and i would say like seriously if somebody came to me for advice on their screenplay and if it was about a hitman i'd say scrap it because it's not never interesting. I'm like, mm. we're past it. The nineties killed hitmen for all of us. Mm-hmm. But then this fucking nails it. Like, hey, I don't know, man. Deadpool's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Deadpool's the best, <laughs> <laughs> but he came from the nineties. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, true. He's, yeah. He's grandfathered in. Like there were just so many in the nineties where it was like, all right, we open on a hitman, and it's just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and he's gonna have quips, I bet. Right. It's gonna be something quirky about him. He's a hitman who likes has hamburgers a story a lot too. Has blah, a sad- blah blah blah. Well, so Barry is a former soldier, and being a hitman is not uh, fun and easy for him. Okay. So he's he's going through shit when he does it, um, and there's a lot of characterization there, but it's also really funny. A lot of the time, but mm-hmm. then also really emotional a lot of the time because he's also taking an acting class with the Fonz. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great setup. It's a weird ass setup, and like um, I saw Bill Hader talking about it in an interview with uh, Seth Meyers, I think, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, it's like a weird idea that we had. Basically, we just said, hey, we want to make a show about a hitman.' Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, who's gonna play the hitman?" Me, <laughs> what? <laughs> like Bill Hader's the hitman? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the whole setup is already weird, and yeah, it, it just gets stranger and stranger and real, really funny show. But also, like, it really does get like the real serious moments where you'll be like, "Wow, I I get this guy. Like, I get yeah. to this hitman really well. I understand him better than well, I understand a lot of the awesome, other people." Man. Yeah, Bill Hader is awesome. But man, what you really need to watch is episode six of the new twilight zone okay i haven't watched any of the new twilight zone well i mean you know twilight zone they're standalone episodes so it doesn't matter but um uh, the other five up to this point they've had like some modern twists but they've been more like the original um twilight zone i think which is really great yeah wonderful and, and i love it and i love those uh, especially episode five, I was really into mm-hmm. where uh, a mom has a a camcorder and she discovers that pressing rewind actually rewinds reality. Oh, that's cool. But it's a black mom taking her son to a school in a backwoods ass area. Mm-hmm. And there's this cop. Okay. And anyway, episode six, though, Escape Clause I, I can't say too much about it because sure. I don't want to ruin it. But yeah, basically, yeah. the setup is some people a, a mission to Mars is being sent out, and as they're on the like launch pad, um, America and North Korea and Russia all launch their nuclear missiles at each other. Oh, and they shit. they launch to escape it, 
and then they have to decide whether or not they're going to stay in orbit and hope that they can get back down or they're going to head to Mars. Whoa. It's uh, kind of the setup of that... Um, Gosh, it was the third Cloverfield movie. The Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. Yeah. They, that kind of has a similar setup, except that one goes a completely different direction. So, like, the the setup is, you know, just the basic yeah, first yeah, yeah. 10 minutes of both of these. So, they go completely different directions after that. And I really liked this, and I think it was much more resonant with, like, modern uh, issues that Twilight Zone could deal with. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more modern to us, but this one was just completely like modern idea and Sounds like awesome. blew my mind as I was like seeing the end of it. Just like, wh- okay, what? What is it on right now? It, it's on CBS All Access, which is, is it free. <sighs> it's not free, okay, but you can get like a free week. Okay, um, yeah, binge it out. Yeah, and they also have the new Star Trek, which is great. Like, okay yeah check it out worth a check mm-hmm. out then that sounds amazing yeah i've i've been hearing a lot of good stuff about that new twilight zone so yeah. i've been meaning to check out i've not had time to really watch anything i went to good old blackie rose from skank bangers yeah. wedding the other day i saw pictures from that blackie rose is off the market ladies Uh-oh. hands off the merchandise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good time at that but yeah i've just been so busy i've not really watched anything other than like Game of Thrones, which yeah, yeah. you know, can't talk too much. We're about not going to talk too much about it, but I will say this: I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I have seen so many people just fucking rage bitching yeah. about Tons what what all is happening in this season. You know what I haven't seen? What anybody offering suggestions of what they should have done that would be fucking cooler? Here's what I keep guessing. <laughs> okay, so like I keep seeing this on Reddit. I, I'm I'm on tons of different subreddits yeah. related to Game of Thrones, but specifically on Free Folk, seeing people talking about how the writing is bad, the writing is bad, the writing is bad, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking to myself, like, do they know what that means? Like one person said that the reason why that Starbucks cup was left on the oh, table was yeah. because the writing is bad. Yeah, it's like, and I was like, I don't think book. you understand that literally the the script is on the set and the writers <laughs> are not usually there. Yeah. There's the a banquet, there's a table, there's the a Starbucks cup. Aren't dealing with the writing. No. <laughs> Those are separate things. Right. When you say the writing is bad, I get that you think what you mean is why aren't there new twists and turns? Because it's the end. It's the end. It's you can't introduce end. new stuff. You don't introduce new stuff. No yeah. new twists and turns. Now, yeah, there have been some um, and I can't we can't say anything. Yeah, I'm not going to Don't want to spoil anything. There have been some small things that I'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, same. It's like, yeah. and, and there has been a lot of just like. But they're small. They're real Teleporting small. and stuff. Right. It's like, how yeah. did you get here? Yeah, the past two seasons have been just basically, you say you're going somewhere and then you're there. And yeah. then you're there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's been stuff like that and other things where it's just like, ah, you know, you would have seen that coming. The one major thing that I saw people complaining about, they're wrong about. Mm. They've been setting it up from the beginning oh right that somebody's gonna do something <laughs> that's vague enough yeah they've been setting that up since the beginning and it, yeah. it wasn't just the sudden like mania that caught hold of someone it's, right it's it's been there the whole time and the reason why i don't like that particular character and never thought that that particular character should be in charge there you go yeah so i've been watching that i watched a few trailers of things yeah uh that did you check out 
the Spider-Man? I checked out the Spider-Man Can't trailer. Can't even really talk about that either because it's got spoilers. Yeah, on it. there's spoilers right there in the trailer, which I also really appreciate. Well, not that spoilers they had. for the movie. Spoilers for Endgame, right? Case, spoilers for because that would right. suck if they spoiled the movie. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. But I liked that. Like before the trailer, they had Tom Holland. Be like, hey, if you don't see Endgame, don't watch yeah, it. Like, super cute. So odd. Dude, that guy. <laughs> he's and here's, adorable. Here's the great thing about having Tom Holland as as Peter Parker, as yeah. Spider-Man. He could do Peter Parker in high school for the next, like, 40 years. Yeah, he could totally play that. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's going to have that boyish look about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unless he just, like, blows up and, you know, gets addicted to dope and, and right. alcohol and gains <laughs> 300 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Like, he could play boyish Peter Parker for the next 30 years easy if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He is so fucking he's, perfect. He's perfect Spider-Man. for it, yeah. I'm looking forward to the movie. Uh, Me too. I'm excited about I'm it. I'm looking forward because I think they set up something just yeah. in the trailer that I think might be a huge fucking deal. Yeah, that I yeah. think is also setting up the next entire mega yeah, the whole story Yeah, the whole yeah. next 20 movies or whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah, because that's the thing that I was really curious about coming out of Endgame is like... You've had this whole 22 movie mm-hmm. building on 11 years worth of, of stuff, storyline coming to a head. Next, are they just going to do a bunch of bit pieces or are they building another gigantic story arc? Yeah. You know, are they building another gigantic, huge, epic thing that's going to yeah. culminate in another movie? I have some theories. Based yeah, on but, based on just yeah. one little thing they introduced in there. I think I know where they're going yeah, with it. Me too. And I'm way on deck. Yeah, me too. I'm way it's on awesome. deck with it. So that looks really cool. I watched the trailer for um, Godzilla. That was before Endgame. Oh, yeah. Listen, I hope it's good. It doesn't look it great. Doesn't, it, I'll, I'll tell you this. It the battle looks stuff great. looked good. Yeah, the stuff it between the great. monsters looked cool. Yeah, but the movie doesn't look good. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about the rest of the story. Yeah, But that was, that was the first one for me, too. The The monster looked great. Yeah, but the sure. movie, I was just, I don't care about these people. Are you talking about the one with P. Diddy or the one with Brian Cranston? The one with Brian Cranston. I never oh, even saw it. that 1998 one is absolutely Abominable. terrible. It yeah. is just worthless. I never saw the Cranston one. Oh, okay. Well, it's... I mean, like, I, I didn't dig it, um, but then I watched Kong Skull Island, and I liked Kong Skull Island. I mean, yeah. it's not great, but it was fun. Yeah, that is. That is just a weird, fun, yeah. really pretty and, movie. And they're, 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 like, part of the same universe, so you should check it out, at least, I guess. Just, oh, are they? Yeah, they're going to bring them together. No shit. Yeah, they're going to have their, their monster-verse, yeah. It kind of concerns me that it looks like they're really, you know, blowing the, the Godzilla evil monster load on this. Yeah, they're bringing this. them all out, There's, right? like, Ghidorah. There's Ma- Mothra. Mothra yeah. Like, they're all up in this thing. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, do you want to make other movies? Or just do them all now? <laughs> just do it all right now. You know? I think, well, because I think they have another plan for one more King Kong and then King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm. So, yeah, maybe they don't have any long-term plans for it. Because they did just make, recently, another new Godzilla in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're still making movies in, in Japan. Oh, I didn't know that. So I, I don't know how long they have the rights to it. Maybe they planned on just doing yeah. a few. I'll go watch Giant Monsters Fight and Destroy yeah, Cities. I, I've seen both Pacific Rim movies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. Mean, I didn't like them, but I, I watch them because I want to see. I want it to be good. I want it to be good. I That's want it thing. to be good. Yeah. One day it's going to be great, and yeah. I'm going to be like, finally, I can pass <laughs> on, and I'll turn into a ghost immediately. What do you think about that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Um, I somebody on Reddit had a a, um, a theory about this. Okay, because they've come out since the trailer and said we're going to change how he looks. I I can't believe that they've done that. By the way, here's here, That's amazing. here was the theory. 
they never intended to release a Sonic that looked like that. They wanted to get people looking at it. And it worked. To pay attention to the title. Because how many people actually knew a Sonic movie was coming out? But after right. they saw that terrible trailer, they knew a Sonic movie was coming out. And everybody shared it on Facebook, then, being like, look at this, it looks yeah. terrible. And then they can be like, oh man, you know what, we'll just go back and fix it. Uh, I guess we'll release it in a month. We've already really? fucking like they've already they've already got it. I feel like they they got it done because like it would take it would take like a long time to go back in and fix it. Mm-hmm. They had so you're saying they fake newsed it. Yeah, they fake newsed it. Holy shit! I don't trust Netflix. I don't trust these people. I don't trust anybody anymore. With advertising has become so like deeply manipulative, like deeply you know, manipulative. That's the way yeah. to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like. Interesting. Good or bad don't mean anything in advertising. Yeah, attention means attention everything. Attention. Yeah. Are you looking it at it? Yeah. That's what fucking matters. Because even while you were watching this like train wreck of a trailer, where yeah. you're like, "Oh my god, Sonic looks like weird, and he's got these skinny legs uh-huh. and these beady eyes, right. and it just looks strange." But then at the same time, you're going, "But Jim Carrey looks pretty good as yeah. Robotnik." They got your eyes on the good stuff. They and did, then, and then they tell you they're gonna fix the bad stuff. But I bet you they already had it fixed. I they wonder never, if you're fucking right, man. They probably just made that bad trailer. Welcome to InfoWars, ladies <laughs> yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Fluoride's making the frogs gay. <laughs> 9-11 never even happened. Yeah. The World Trade Center is still oh there. Oh, my God, dude. Fuck Alex Jones. Yeah. I just well, want to go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. 100%. Fuck Alex Jones. Fuck Alex Jones. Fucking idiot, man. Nobody Piece don't need him. But yeah, that's interesting about the Sonic stuff. I do wonder yeah. if you're right. Because I, the I thing read is, that and I was like, fuck, you're right. There's no yeah. way. Because like, it would cost so much money to completely replace the main character's look in computer-generated animation. Yeah. Like, Unless it's the kind of thing where it's like, if there's a skin on that character and they could say, apply all to you know everything in the whole i don't yeah. know anything about computer animation i don't either i mean i would imagine if you just wanted to make sonic <laughs> green there's probably just like a oh yeah, yeah there probably is green yeah. apply all yeah so i wonder if there is something like that that they could Maybe. have done i i seriously don't know shit about That'd it be interesting i'm just a simple boy from the country <laughs> you know what i mean mississippi queen mississippi queen hey you hey. know what i mean hey. No one mean burn. No mean burn. <laughs> God, Ernest was such a gigantic part of my childhood. Yeah, man. me too. Oh my God, when he dressed up hey, as yeah, the old hilarious. lady with the neck brace. Yeah, and he talked like this at the camera. The only person so out there that could replace Ernest P. World. Oh, or replace Jim Varney as Ernest P. World. Here comes controversy. DJ Lewis. DJ Lewis. Check him out. Look him up. He's a comedian in Chattanooga. Uh-huh pal of mine oh i've heard you talk about him yeah. yes if you were to meet really? dj lewis you would be like holy shit <laughs> this is an earnest. modern earnest <laughs> yeah well shit that's about as as high of a bar as you and can set for somebody so yeah he already fits the mold is he an alcoholic no <laughs> <laughs> okay deals off deals off <laughs> you know steve the subject of our episode today yeah is gonna be the movie frontier 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 which was suggested by one mean dean roger miller yeah the notorious rdm who has contributed many a beer to our show as a way to say thanks to him we're like you know what we're gonna do a movie yeah whatever you want we watched this movie and we found it to be completely infested with nazis there's tons of nazis in here and i'm gonna tell you what i don't like no nazis Mm, i don't care for a nazi nothing i care for more than seeing nazis get put in their place 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Bring me a hundred Nazi scalps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hate Nazis. Dead mm-hmm. and lovely. That is true. Official. We hate Nazis. Official position. Official stance. Nazis. I seriously have to think about it before I even say things like that because I'm like, I'm going to piss a lot of people off if I yeah. say I don't like Nazis. Um, oh, yeah. Because a lot of people like Nazis these days. Oh, we're already pissing people off because they're like, hey, don't talk politics in your horror movie Alex Jones. Oh. Hey, guess what? We have to. I, I this entire like, movie you know yeah, is about the exact politics that we're always talking about. So if you don't like those episodes, boy, you might want to turn around. Yeah, this might not I'll be tell the you one what, for you. But I'll tell you what else. You should stay to yeah. learn that Trump didn't come out of nowhere and that this issue, far-right extremism, is a worldwide issue. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you don't like it, we like to offer you a 100% refund. <laughs> That's true. On what you spent to listen yeah, to this you show. you have it all back. Yeah, exactly. All the money you spent <laughs> to stream this podcast, yeah. we'll give it back to you. Mm-hmm. It's on us. So, Steve, I say before we get into the movie review portion, as we slip on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. I think we ought to spend a little bit of time here and maybe just talk about a couple of other Times that we've loved seeing Nazis get get their damn asses whooped. (laughs) Just get their damn old asses whooped. Because I've seen quite a few videos going around of Nazis standing on street corners shouting hate and bullshit, Uh idiocy stuff. Yeah. Talking about their so-called superior race. Yeah. Getting punched in the face. Yeah. Because look here, guys. Here's here's the thing. (laughs) Go for it. Freedom of speech is Uh real. In America... Yes, you can say whatever yep. you want to. That is your 100%. right. But that does not mean that you are free of consequences <laughs> yep. if you run your fucking mouth. Yeah, punching you is still going to be illegal. But guess what? Nobody else finds it unethical or immoral. <laughs> your face getting punched is a moral right we yeah. all have. Because you want to destroy people. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want. That's you what want to it commit all for. genocide. So guess what? You get punched in the face from time to time. And hopefully, eventually, we get rid of all of you. Because you're literally, your ideology is rounding up people and killing them. Yeah. You're so the you, bad guys. You can talk all you want. But I really hope you also get rounded up and put in jail. And stay there. Yeah. Forever. That'd be fine. Because you're bad people. You know who else thinks a punch in the face is fair trade to Nazis? Huh. Captain fucking America. Captain fucking America. Yeah. The first Avenger. Yeah. He's I, been doing it forever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he has. He's been around the block a couple, two, three times yeah. in his time. Took that old super soldier serum. And man, I'll tell you what. That uh, that worked for quite a while. Everybody yeah. was like, yeah, fuck Nazis. Yeah. It seemed like <laughs> it did work for quite a while. The majority of my life... As far as I knew, everybody didn't like Nazis. Yeah. Then uh, there was also Indiana Jones. Yeah. Man, he taught us a lot. Oh, man. About they keep, ha- they keep popping up, man. Those Nazis yeah. keep on popping up in those movies, and he just shuts them right down. Yeah. I he, enjoy myself in Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's, He's had interactions with Hitler, of course. Hitler signed the Grail Diary. Oh, yeah. Had a book burning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Indiana did not. uh, He didn't have any sort of concern troll feelings when it came to Nazis. Well, here's the thing. And we talked about this on our wildcard episode whenever we covered um, Ridge of the Lost Ark. Ultimately, 
Indiana Jones didn't have anything to do with that entire story. Yeah. Like, he really just, like, they were just in his way. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, the Nazis uh-huh. won. They got the Ark. Yeah. And then it melted their faces off. And it was like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> which would have happened even if he just would have stayed home that weekend. <laughs> That's you know? true. But he does dislike them. <laughs> that is true. He does. His dad really dislikes them. Yeah. That's which, Sean Connery, not a fan. No, not mm-hmm. a fan of those guys, which makes him a friend of mine. If you dislike the Nazi, <laughs> I'm going to say that you're a good buddy of mine. Uh-huh. Now, we covered a movie called Green Room, mm-hmm. Ben. And that band in there, they sure didn't like them, some Nazis. And Ooh, they, mercy. playing in front of a bunch of skinheads... Played Nazi punks fuck off. Pretty punk rock. So movie, not if you only, ask me. not only did they not like Nazis, they let them know immediately that they did. That's badass. They put them in their place. God, that movie is fucking oh brutal, awesome man. Yeah, it's so one of good. those ones. That, like in my head, I'm constantly thinking about how incredible that, that movie is. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing and visceral and real. But then at the same time, it's like I don't want to watch that movie again. It's brutal. It's so fucking rough. Yeah. But it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, they definitely do hate them, a Nazi. Mm-hmm. That movie is interesting, too, because it it really just kind of shows how ultimately a lot of modern-day Nazis are just like stray dogs looking for a family. Yeah. Ultimately, they are looking for a, a sense of community. I, I don't think that movie tries to drive a sympathetic angle where you're like, oh, I feel bad for these fucking neo-Nazis. Right. I don't think it at all drives at all. that. No, that's no. never pushed. You make a choice to hate people. Right. You know? You don't make a choice to need a family. If you're an outcast... No. People want, yeah, people want acceptance, but yes. you also uh, no matter how much you want acceptance, have to look at who's accepting you yeah. and whether or not you want their acceptance. If you do, you're making a choice. Yeah. You've made a choice at that point. I'd rather hate a bunch of people because these people accept me. Right. Than be alone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that movie does a really good job of of painting Nazis in this light where, you know, it's like pitiable is the only word that I can say where you're just like, look how fucking pathetic and dumb these people are. It doesn't make you feel bad for them. No. But it also just shows you that they are pathetic they really are you know it's sad yeah it's you a know. real hard thing to approach yeah. uh because most of us i think most good people want to say violence isn't the answer with you know anything yeah but they get into their logic loops that you're not going to pull them out of right like maybe if if you got somebody close to you who's falling toward being a neo-nazi Maybe you can help them. Right. Maybe you can. But yeah. if you run into a neo-Nazi on the street, there's nothing you're going to say that's going to change the way they think. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's that's the the tricky thing, too, is ultimately like the, the cure for all of this stuff, for all of this hatred and, and this turning back towards these super right-wing um, fascist Nazi yeah. ways you know, they won't listen if you just say, you're wrong. Right. You're doing it wrong. You're living wrong. What you believe is bullshit. Mm-hmm. They won't listen. Yeah, that's not that's not going to work with anybody, honestly. No. Yeah. It's like the best way to really get people to realize that their beliefs and all this stuff are bullshit is just to probably live alongside them and lead a good example. Yeah, and that only works with some. Yeah, exactly. Some people just don't care. No, some people absolutely yeah. do not care. But every now and then you read those stories about like this guy that, you know, uh, he, this guy who was a neo-Nazi that worked 
at a restaurant with this black guy. Yeah. And the black guy is just like, well, you sure. are the way you are. I'm just going to be nice to you anyway. And it fucking made this guy turn over a new leaf. It's sure. Like, I've watched some shit about, you know, isolated cases like that. And that's very awesome and very inspiring. It's cool. Yeah. But probably a pretty rare occurrence, yeah, unfortunately. It's a much more rare occurrence yeah. than uh, new people becoming neo-Nazis. What you know about an inglorious bastard? Boy, that's perfect one, right? Like that's <laughs> that is the perfect one to think of 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 just Nazis getting killed with no shame. No, just fuck them. Unapologetic, Absolutely. unsympathetic. Brad Pitt from Maynardville, Tennessee. Maynardville, Tennessee, which is right near where I live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And his accent is not exactly accurate Brad to Pitt, East Tennessee. Not known for his accent. He's work. from Oklahoma. Yeah. So he could do the Southern, but it just wasn't Tennessee. No, not really. Of course, they did that in Django and Chain, too. They went to Gatlinburg. Oh, to yeah. A plantation. They did. There are no plantations in Gatlinburg. No. You don't put a plantation in the mountains. No. There were no plantations ever in East Tennessee, as far as I understand. Tarantino should know better. Yeah, because he... Being from fucking yeah, Tennessee yeah. and stuff, right? <laughs> that uh, the Inglorious Bastards team just... The idea, like, that's all they do. They just find Nazis and fucking scalp them. Yeah. That's the, their their job. The bear Jew. Awesome, man. The, just the fuck them. possible only good thing Eli Roth has ever done is being Inglorious yes. Bastards. Yeah, that was really, really good. He was really good for that role. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. And, you know... Obviously, it's not even remotely based on anything that really happened. Oh, I mean, no. At the end yeah, of the movie. it's based on Nazi exploitation films from yeah. the 50s and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, you get these Jewish guys that just riddle Hitler with bullets. <laughs> just absolutely destroy him. And they're just laughing. Yeah, dude. He's got that intense look on his face and shit. And, and it shows Hitler just getting ripped it's up by so bullets. It's so great. It's one of those things where it's like... It's so ridiculous because you're watching it and you're like, this is based on stuff that really happened. This is not how it happened. Yeah. But then you're going, but it should have happened this way. It would have been sick. It would have been way better. Yeah. Yeah, Because like the the world, like the world had like the biggest fucking kill Hitler boner. And then Hitler kills himself. What a fucking dick. What a dweeb. What a dick. What a dick tease. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was I love that probably one, one of my favorites. And That's one of those ones I watch just about any time. Oh yeah, too. that movie's great. We can't we can't mention best Nazi killers though without our final dude. <laughs> BJ Blastowski from Wolfenstein. From fucking Wolfenstein. Yeah. The Doom predecessor. Where you get to be the one killing the Nazi. I mean, because Wolfenstein 3D, that was like the first first person shooter, right? Yeah, I, I mean, think as far so. as, like as, far first, as I know, first every, one I played. Everybody for sure. credits Doom. It's like, oh, Doom is a, a oh, right. thing that created first person. Yeah, but Doom came after before. Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, Wolfenstein was much before. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I remember parents being really at odds because they're like, it's violent and there's blood and gore, but they're killing, but they're Nazis. killing the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. That's the weird thing to me too, dude. Is like with the way that a lot of our baby boomer parents and stuff believe shit now and just worship oh, yeah. the ground that Trump what works happened? on. You know, it's they like were the, the ones raised with fuck Nazis. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't fucking get. It's like, but most of them. The thing is, though, they were more raised with fuck communism, and that's how they are acting. Right. They were more indoctrinated with fuck communism. And yeah, they're very acting much. very much. But like, it, they just let that 
<laughs> that national socialism slide on by. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. No shit. Because it's got socialism in the title, so that's you guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Democratic socialism, it had never worked. Nope. Oh, wait, it already has worked. Yeah, it works a lot. But it's got that, that ugly S word in it that I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I don't like the S word. Why God, don't we call dude. it... Uh, Something else without an S. We should try that out. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> a good idea. And, and let's clear let's clear the room here too. We're not at all saying on this fucking podcast that everybody that is a Republican no. is a damn Nazi, and that everybody mm. that's a Republican thinks that supporting this stuff is okay. Though I do look down on every Republican who did vote for Trump because you went against your own yeah. stated beliefs. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes, if you voted for the grab him by the pussy yeah, guy, you I went think against you're a fucking what you, idiot. You, you no longer have moral high ground, and no. you can no longer claim no, any sort of Christian right no, or any no. any of that. You're not the party you of family. You can be Republican values. all you want. Sure. In fact, like I, I've said it before, I, there are only two sides that I really respect. I respect libertarians, and I respect uh, progressive as socialists because mm-hmm. I I think they're both on the same side in some ways. They both believe in the innate goodness of humanity Mm -hmm. like we don't need regulation because people do the right thing or we need all these things to save people either way they're they're both great people right so i believe like if somebody says i vote republican okay i get it you're voting towards that side you believe in the goodness of people yeah but you know Donald Trump's not. You know he's don't not. Don't fucking good. kid yourself, man. Yeah, he's they not a don't fucking give Christian. Us that, oh, every politician's bad. No, they're not. They're not Donald Trump. Yeah, they're not all Donald Trump, and you know it. But yeah, again, we're not saying everybody has to vote Democrat or whatever. No, you can be Republican not. all you want. People will say, like people easily try to dismiss any argument against Trump when they say like you know, well, what about when Obama did this and this and this, and it's like. And I fucking got mad about it. Yeah, exactly. When Obama was always fucking bombing uh, people in the Middle East, bombing weddings, killing tons of civilians, and reclassifying every man as a militant. Not a fan. That was fucking bullshit, and I hated it. Yeah. I I, 100% hated everything Obama did other than a few small things. Yeah, totally. And I... Don't like neoliberals. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm not into that. Yeah, and we don't sweep that shit under the rug because, well, it's for the blue team, so I can fucking justify yeah. it. So dumb, dude. It is real dumb. Party loyalty is absolute Yeah. Horseshit. Well, we need more parties. We maybe do. it's just that, you yeah. know? We or no do. parties. But guess how that worked out in France, Ben? I'm going to guess. inspired so this good. movie. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> this came out in 2007. Seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what, Steve, I don't know anything about French politics. Woo! Let me tell you just a little. I won't go too far into it. But um, so they have two rounds of voting for the president. And the first round is, is seriously like probably 10, 15 parties. Okay. Um, and they all have, you know, their different expressed concerns. But basically, they take then the top two vote getters mm-hmm. and then have a second round. So it's kind of primaries. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Basically, like a primary, except the the party has already determined who they're sending. But so, since there's so many parties, there's so many people to choose from. So in 2002, what happened was Jean Marie Le Pen. Yeah. We apologize in advance for our French. Oh yeah, I cannot pronounce stuff in French. <laughs> uh, he won the nomination. 
from the National Front Party and made it to the second round. Now, the National Front Party... That sounds aggressive and intimidating just from the is. name. It is aggressive It sounds and like a skinhead punk band. Basically. We are National Front yep. from Washington. Yeah, so he made it to the second round. He got completely destroyed in the second round, but what that showed was there are enough people in the nation that would get yeah. basically a white supremacist into office potentially wow and so that scared the shit out of javier jens the director writer of this and he came up with this idea basically where this movie starts with a right-wing extremist presidential candidate has won the election Mm -hmm. and paris is rioting and uh this group of muslim youths and is Tom Muslim? I think he's just white. The blonde guy? I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, this group of Muslims youths ends no, up... No, I think he is. He doesn't, yeah. eat, he doesn't eat the pork and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They end up in confrontation with some backwoods Nazis. Um, so, he his idea there was that, like, you know, that would be crazy. We got so close to it. We're, like, on the precipice. And then in this movie, they say he's their George bush which is like real quaint at this point dude that's what i was thinking about too yeah that's what i was thinking i was watching that and he's like oh we finally got our george bush and i was like oh oh just wait until you get your donald trump dude just fucking but this guy was actually more donald trump than george w bush i'd say wow but more very interestingly 10 years later in 2017 uh jean-marie lapin's daughter um Working out of the same party, Marine Le Pen, she made it to the second round, um, and it was also not as close, or not as far away, but still like not close. I yeah. think she got like thirty percent of the vote. Yikes. But again, that's a third of the people. Yeah. in the country. Right. That's scary. Yeah, right? no doubt. Well, that's the thing is just like. And it's what we've seen with with, with seeing the, the rise of Trump in America is just just when you thought a lot of these things, a lot of this hatred was right. extinguished. Yeah. And then you find out that it's it's your neighbors, it's your relatives, it's yeah. everybody around you. Mm-hmm. It's just walking around secretly with all this shit in their heads. Yeah. And they keep it quiet until there's a man that's running for office. And yep. they're like, that's my fucking guy. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jesus him. Christ, dude. So it is scary. anyway. Though Emmanuel Macron was the one who won in 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 France, and uh, he was supposed to be very progressive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, since he's not exactly, that's why Paris is rioting currently. Oh yeah, so, boy. Watching the footage of that has been yeah. crazy. Paris is uh, full of people who have for centuries it seems gone out in the streets every fucking time yeah that they want to prove their point yeah whereas here in america we don't yeah we might tweet we about it or yeah. put up a facebook post about it mm-hmm. i was thinking about that like i yeah. was i was really thinking about it. i was like what is what is the point where anybody in america follows suit and paints the the outsides of political buildings with literal shit yeah like they did in france uh-huh. did you see those videos no Dude, like it was crazy. Like they had, awesome. they had gathered up like waste and like horse shit and all this stuff. That's great. And sprayed uh-huh. political buildings with it. Yeah. It's like at what point in America does it get to there? I'm not saying that that's the answer, and, and, and it should. This, I'm just this, seriously wondering. Like when they had do. a very similar election to ours, where the candidate who was supposed to be progressive 
ends up being not very progressive and that yeah. that was Hillary Clinton like right, she's yeah. not a very progressive no like she's she's neoliberal to the core which is very much like 70s conservative exactly like, right so like their election just went the opposite direction like basically they got this and then getting this guy in didn't get them any of what they wanted and it still led to extreme dissatisfaction so like I don't, I don't know, like, how 2016 would have gone differently if Hillary Clinton had one, but I feel like it still would have been a lot of protesting. And I, I don't think yeah. it would, like, I think it may have been more unifying protesting, too, where progressive Democrats would have been like, we really need you to remember that you, you are supposed to represent us all, mm-hmm. not just your corporate friends. Right. That's yeah, interesting. You're saying that Republicans would have hated her. Also, a lot of Democrats would have hated her. Too. Yes, they would have. That's very true. And and a lot of Republicans do hate Trump. They so do. I think I, we're, I think we're still in a similar area. It's just like it's so much easier to hate Trump. Yeah. Like unless you're you're into politics and following what Hillary Clinton's doing, you just assume like, well, she's she's our team, so things are going great. Yeah. Um, and really, a lot of Republicans are the same way. They think, well, Trump's our team, so things are going great. Right. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not We're paying winning. attention to any of the stuff he's actually doing. Exactly. Yeah. It really was the ultimate turd sandwich versus douche situation. Yeah, I, well, the douche is way better than a turd sandwich. Because <laughs> douche, you can clean out whatever you got going on. It's a turd sandwich, you just got a fucking turd on a piece of bread. On like, some bread. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an easy choice. <laughs> so that kind of inspired this movie, which yeah. is, is crazy to me because I kind of was thinking about this whole rise of this kind of neoconservatism mm-hmm. and super right wing as being like, wow, here's this new thing that's being birthed in America yeah, no. in twenty you know, twenty sixteen and stuff. Not really. No, it's been going throughout Europe for over a decade. I mean, Greece has had to deal with right. the rise in nationalism and fascism. So yeah. Italy. Like, uh-huh. I mean, what's his name? Mussolini's uh, granddaughter is running for political office. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. She got yeah, real yeah, mad yeah. about people talking shit about Mussolini. It's like, <laughs> what? Hey, that wasn't my Peppa Pep. Yeah. Well, your Peppa Pep fucking sucked. <laughs> But the, the thing is, though, that's interesting. Uh, so this is a part of the new French extremity, which we've talked about before. Go check out um, a our raw episode. Raw episode, which I think um, that's I think a good episode. Raw is an awesome yeah. movie. It's gross. It is great. I love raw. High tension also is in that category. Also high tension. Yeah, high tension. I talked a good bit about new French extremity. So if you want to know more about it, you can go check that out. But I, I just want a quick refresher. Is basically. Uh, it's a transgressive French film movement that began around the turn of the 21st century. And it has roots though in, in tons of French literature and, and art, specifically things like the Marquis de Sade and Grand Guignol. Uh, Naughty boys. Yeah? Naughty boys. <laughs> That's, <laughs> the Grand Guignol <laughs> tradition in theater was basically just really bloody theater. Right. Yeah, that, like, is that kind of what you saw in uh, Interview with a Vampire? Yeah, that yes. kind of theater? Yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing, yeah. But yeah, so like movies, some of the titles is like really easy to recognize. Maybe Trouble Every Day, Irreversible, High Tension we mentioned. Martyrs. Uh, Martyrs. Um, Inside is one I think. Inside, right. Yeah. I've not Re- seen that. I don't know anything about it. I've heard it's I, fucked yeah. up. Uh, and then Revenge is a more recent one that was on Shudder. Mm. Um, 
It was good. I liked it. But it's all basically a reaction to this growing conservatism. Yeah, it was right? a reaction to this growing, like, conservatism. Like, the filmmakers don't have, like, any particular, like, vision of social justice or, like, public policy or anything. They're just reacting to it. So yeah. some of the movies you'll watch seem to be celebrating it, while others are obviously reacting against it. And this is definitely one that's reacting against it. But, like, they all still fit into this genre. It doesn't matter if they're pro or anti. They, they're they still part of this new French extremity. Yeah. And one of the reviews I read of this movie was in The Village Voice. And I, I don't remember who wrote it, but... And, and I don't... I'm not... I'm not going to talk shit about him, because I, I don't know... I just don't know his situation, but like he in talking about this said basically that this was playing off of the tradition of like hostile and stuff. And okay, I was like, torture porn. How do you like, how would you be a film writer for the village voice and not know about new French extremity? Like how would right, you be yeah. in 2007 and not know that this is not coming from hostile. This is coming from a completely different tradition throughout France. So, like, I don't know, it was hard for me to take that seriously. Sure. When they don't know that it, this is rooted in, in something very French. And that those movies are actually taken from that. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. But uh, this movie really fits into it, but also has a lot of those things you don't love about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fits into the new French extremity, but... Oh, gosh, it's, it's, it's not, not a that great, great. Movie. Yeah. yeah, I can't say that I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I guess I would say the whole kind of framing device of this entire movie is pretty generic in terms of horror storylines. Yeah. I mean, basically, some well-meaning-ish, but not really, people end up getting well, ambushed yeah, not by even, yeah. a, a backwoods, fucked-up family tortured killed blah 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 escape they remind the me end. more of the family from the hills have eyes than the kids of texas chainsaw massacre because you don't it's hard to care about any of them much yeah the kids in texas chainsaw massacre i think like well maybe they yeah it's hard to care about them too much either sally's fine but everybody else is just like eh, whatever I, yeah whatever right yeah, you just don't care about... And, like, they're actively bad people. Like, they were committing a robbery during the political riots. Like, right, yeah. They were using this moment where people were reacting negatively to something that's going to affect them as a group of Muslim youths. They were using that as a distraction to steal. Right. Like, yeah. So, they're not good people. No, not at all. But you still don't want them to get what happens to them. No. It definitely is terrible. Exactly. Yeah, this film definitely wears a lot of those influences of, like you said, Texas Chainsaw, Hills Have Eyes, yeah. On Its Sleeve. Oh, I yeah. Very are, I mean, yeah. it even has a fucking dinner scene like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. It's, this is so mirroring what we said about House of a Thousand, Thousand Corpses. Thousand Corpses, yeah. You know, where it's just like, golly, you people this love actually, CCM, man. Like, and I do too, but try something fucking different. If I didn't believe better of this writer director i would say this is more house of a thousand corpses than it is any of the previous movies because it doesn't seem to be as rooted in those movies it seems to just be a real stark sort of ripoff of just like oh it's got those things yeah we'll have those things too with no soul whatsoever yeah just a bunch of grimy shitty people in awful gross situations you'll love it yeah. It's not really. But at the same time, though, it's like you can do that kind of thing and get a really deep, profound response. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about Irreversible many times on the show. It's a movie full of 
despicable people in horrible, horrific situations. Yeah. But it still really, really does get a very emotional response. I mean, yes. it makes you feel like I'll never be happy again. That well, movie is just like, the worst. Texas Chainsaw at least invites us in to like the cook. We see him in like weird, vulnerable moments. The same right. with like Leatherface. Leatherface. Yeah, uh, we see all of them have like actual emotional moments. None of the, these people are just going through the motions, right. which is scary. Yeah, the, the family has done this so much, and we see like all the stuff they've taken from all the people they've killed. It's a lot, but it's it's still like it's hard to be invested in it. Yeah, it's hard to care. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't ever feel like anybody's very human except our main character at the end. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even really feel they're that human in the middle of it. Like you don't connect to them still because it's like the and this is definitely a writing issue. They make those dumb 80s decisions so often where it's like yeah let's split up yeah let's split up oh they're chasing me i'll take this elevator down a mine shaft into a mine they'll never be able to get me there no like they're just constantly making dumb bad decisions it's hard to it's it's hard to put yourself in their place yeah because you keep thinking i would not do that right yeah, that is the thing so about it. It's like House of a Thousand Corpses, where you just don't care about anybody. <laughs> no, not really. I do think, though, that this movie, in a lot of ways, I think ultimately kind of what I got about it is that it is showing you the extreme left versus the extreme right. Yes. And I think the fact that, that you and I are both people that are very, I think, morally very liberal. Yeah. You know, socially very liberal. Yeah. But ultimately are... understanding understanding (laughs) people that don't affiliate ourselves blindly with any party right and just call bullshit for bullshit it doesn't matter who says it or who does it yeah if it's it's red or blue it's bullshit bullshit. it's bullshit yeah Yeah. i think that this makes it a little bit different for us to watch this movie because i think that some people watching this okay i'll put it this way i think this movie is almost there to be like a litmus test right to where it's like when you watch this movie and you've got fucked up Nazi family, extreme yeah. right. Yes. Then you've got uh, Islamic thieving cop killers. Right. Ex- extreme left. Right. You could even take the the money robbing thing as being like a message for socialism or communism sure. or whatever. Yeah, they're too. Just taking whatever they want. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah, and it's like okay, are you gonna ignore how shitty? the super left Muslims are because they're getting killed by Nazis. Are you going to ignore that stuff? Are you going to feel bad for them because, oh, the Nazis are doing bad things for them? Or if you're a super right wing, are you watching this movie and thinking they're getting what they deserve? Yeah, Yeah. being like, oh, those Muslims get what they deserve while ignoring the fact that it's literal Nazis doing it. Yeah. Is it kind of a litmus test to see who you feel sympathy for? I think a lot of people are on that side of, I mean, I didn't think this before, but it does seem that a lot of people are on that side of, I want justice yeah. and, and their sense of justice is the people that are doing the things I don't like. Right. And whatever happens to them, like I may not agree with it, but I'm glad that it's happening because yeah. they're doing those things I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That's scary to think about. Yeah. Actually, I guess in this, that way, this movie turns it on its head and says like, look at the audience watching this, mm-hmm. like observe them. Right, like they're the ones that you need to be watching because they're how they're reacting to this is who they are. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like ultimately you could look at this movie as being very 
extreme right versus extreme left, yeah. but at the same time trying to call attention to a center yeah. where it's saying both sides of this are fucked up. Right. You know, these these Middle Eastern kids killed a cop and robbed banks. Yeah. They're shit. These people that are fucking Nazis are shit. Yeah. It's like both sides are garbage. Maybe that's what this movie is trying to draw attention to is Maybe. A, a center. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think this movie does have a very strong message throughout that the those kids definitely aren't getting something they deserve. Mm-hmm. I think it tries to frame it that yeah, way. Yeah, that know? they're that Basically, uh, maybe putting it in the sense that, like, okay, if we let this group of of, uh, young Muslim kids do whatever they want, what they'll do is is rob a bank and maybe kill a cop Mm. in the process of that. Right. Um, But if we let these this Nazi family do whatever they want, they will kill all these people and not feel a thing about it. There's a much bigger, like, issue with that than what's going on with them. So I think it, it, it gives us to the the consistent like reminders that the Nazis are bad. Like the the reminders of the Holocaust and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh specifically one of the deaths is basically in an oven. They're killing them because they're Muslim. Uh the dad or whatever he is the yeah, father father yeah. von Giesler he he says at one point my honor is loyalty which used to be the motto yeah. of the nazi ss yeah yeah um our bot might mocked fry yeah just the auschwitz yeah gates slogan. yeah right as he's cutting the the hamstrings of alex Ooh. he's saying like you know work makes you free right which was yeah what was on the gates of auschwitz so like we're being reminded that they're they're always bad. Right, like, yeah. Like, there's a consistent history of them always being bad. But there's, there's like, a hope with the our, our group of Muslim teenagers or, or 20-year-olds or whatever they are. There's hope with them. Like, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? Yaz. She mm-hmm. wants to get out of the car after her brother dies. She just wants to... She doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also whenever uh, Tom like puts, what's the other dude's name? Crap. Yeah, and all the names in this. I was like, yeah, there's yeah, a ton whatever. Of well, and because you don't like, you just we're don't not care, saying man. them the way they say them. There's that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that too. Uh, oh, Fareed, Tom and Fareed. Whenever Tom like puts him in a headlock and says like, get out of the fucking car. Or oh whatever, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, weird. That yeah, it was a weird moment. It was also a moment where like you see that like Fareed maybe he's just going along with a lot of this. Right. But then we also get that with the family with Hans and Ava. Yeah. 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 Cause they're, they're taking care. They have kids that they're hiding from their dad in this, this mine. Right. Um, which is something that is very akin to, you know, during world war two, they were, they were killing people that were born with birth defects, right. down syndrome. Yeah. They were killing, they everybody. were killing all of them. Yeah. So which is what Nazi, like, that's the, the end of Nazism is you're all going to die. Yeah. Like not just, not just the people that you currently think are going to die. You too. Cause you're poor. You're all going to fucking die. And yeah. like everybody who's supporting these people thinking, Oh yeah. Like white supremacists. Well, I'm white. It's fine. Yeah. No, no, it, no after, eventually it's going to be, I don't like the color of your hair. Exactly. I don't yeah. like where you're from. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Is like, ultimately, even if everybody in the fucking world was white, yeah, it would be 
I hate those green eyes. Yep. I Somebody, hate them red haired. Yep. It's like it would always come back to something, man. It, it would will. always fucking come back to something. Oh, and the next one's religion. So, by the way, just all you people out there, the next one is religion. So, yeah. if you're an evangelical, you're, prob- you're part of the majority and you're part of the people who constantly praise Trump. So, if you're not an evangelical, you're on the train next. Look out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's just like how stupid can you be to follow that ideology? It's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, eventually, you either are the only one left or you're being killed. Right. By the one who's left. By the one who's left. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they're hiding their children yeah, and stuff like this. They're yeah, kind of so going along with like, it. they seem to be like, yeah, they might be good people. Ava might be good. Hans, whenever he, whenever, uh, uh, Farid is in the, or Alex. Is it Alex? Fuck. No, Fareed. Fareed. Alex Here, is one of the first that dies. Here's the thing. You shouldn't have so many men with shaved heads in the same movie. I've That's run into true. this in other flicks, too, where I'm like, I can't tell who all, anybody yeah. is. Men with shaved heads, you all look the fucking same. <laughs> you really do. Um, but yeah, so like when Fareed is in the oven, basically. Yeah. Ooh, uh, it's Hans so gross. Hans is there. Brutal. And the way he's reacting is like he doesn't like it. that it's happening. Yeah. No, that was yeah. kind of an odd beat. And then he puts him out of his misery immediately. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was odd to me. Whenever he had him in that oven and he was cranking up the steam and stuff, it's yeah. like you'd expect him to be doing twisted Nazi grinning and laughing. No, yeah. Oh, Heil Hitler. Ha, 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 ha. But no, he's kind of like, ugh, he's kind of like looking at the ground like, yeah. I wish he would just stop screaming. Yeah. I wish this would be over with. Yeah, which is a reminder, um, that, not an excuse, but a reminder that there were tons of people in those concentration camps who probably didn't feel good about it. Yeah. But you still did it. Yeah. So Well, but it's ultimately showing too, it's like, even if you have good intentions, going yeah. along with orders. Going along with it. Don't do it. Will still get you in the wrong places. Yeah. Still get you in the wrong places, you know? Yeah. But you know, ultimately too, that whole thing about this being this right versus left extreme uh-huh. kind of thing, it's kind of interesting that the story starts with the narration of what we'd perceive as a left wing yeah. character Le- yeah. and what you would perceive as the most sympathetic right wing thing ever an unborn fetus sonogram. Yeah, that's true. Nothing melts the hearts of the right wing right. more than a fetus. Well, and it, do, it does that exact thing. Yaz doesn't die because she's pregnant. Yeah. And they, they won't kill her. But that's also the very interesting thing is that like as she's she escapes, as she's driving away and the radio's playing, the radio's talking about the new president. Yeah. And that's when she starts like rubbing her belly and then like screaming hysterically because she realizes she's not escaping anything. Right. She's not getting away from it. It's her world. And she can't change who she is or anything of that sort. And that like that like solidifies, I think, in that moment her decision to get that abortion. Yeah. And then she's stopped by the police. Right. Like, there is some element there of like both sides i guess where either side sort of is playing into the worst fears of the other side Mm -hmm. and i'll say that this whole thing about you know a a horror movie where you do have this you know again very hills have eyes scenario but ultimately it's showing you right versus left the entire movie i do think that that is a cool concept and that could lead to something very very interesting with a lot of like gray area yeah but there's a lot of things in this that don't really make any sense to me, especially oh, where ton of it, it comes make to sense. the Nazi stuff. So yeah. like whenever the dudes arrive at the inn 
and you've got uh, the the blonde chick and the, the brunette chick that are sisters. Uh, that are oh, the Nazis. Yeah. Uh, what were their names? Giesel or <laughs> no, 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 it's not Giesel. It's uh, something like that, though. Uh, yeah. Gilbert and Claudia. Yeah, those two. Like whenever it shows them and they're like seducing the two dudes, but then yeah. they have this like lesbian makeout scene. Yeah, and they're sisters. They're sisters, and it's mm-hmm. like the Nazis killed gays. That was one of the things they specifically yeah. did is kill gays. Yeah. So. For one, I don't really understand that. Yeah, that's a strange bit. Yeah. Also, just as a little PS on that, I find it really odd that this movie was so, like, skittish and squeamish about sex. It was. It didn't show anything. Yeah. Which is fine, but yeah, it's, it's also fine, like, but if it's you're going to be so, like, gory and brutal about everything, yeah. and then get real close to showing sex, what stopped you? Yeah, and then what duck out. What stopped you from taking the yeah. next step? Yeah, exactly. To me, that was just kind of, like, odd, especially yeah. considering a lot of these other French movies don't even flinch at showing you unbelievably explicit yeah. stuff. I'm not saying it would have made it better, I just think that it's odd. Also, too, the weird thing about the Nazi thing that I don't get in here is why did they take... Um, Yasmin in as like essentially a, a, a breeder. They're like they're yeah. trying to keep the master like race he, pure. He by sort of nods what? to the fact that that doesn't make sense, but doesn't change the fact that it doesn't make sense. And they're going with yeah. it. Like, I mean, ultimately, it kind of comes down to, but it's all we got. So yeah. But the thing is, is you see when they're in that that, that kill room, they've had like dozens and dozens of people come through that inn. Mm-hmm. You'd think that they would just be like, we'll wait until we get a perfect Aryan in here or whatever, and then right. that'll become our, our breeder. Right. But instead, they're just like, ah, there's some there's some brown Middle Eastern people here. Ah, whatever they'll do for the master race. Yeah. That makes no sense. It's a real, yeah, it's a real and also they want, leap. They want to raise her baby as one of their own. Yeah, and, and the, That's the a brown that baby. baby is another Middle Eastern. That's yeah. a brown baby. Like, that makes zero sense to me why they would do that. You know what I hadn't considered, Ben, is that... In this movie, one side is uh, uh, some Middle Eastern teenagers who probably Algerian or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. or you know from North Africa perhaps, because that those are most of the uh, like Middle Eastern population in France. Yeah, but the other side is a family that comes from Germany, so neither side is representative of like some uh, some master French. That's person. true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just this, things that have leaked into their country. Yeah. Yeah, from other, so other it, situations. It's like an accepted part of the movie that France is this amalgamation of things. Um, France is this uh, meeting pot. of different cultures. Yeah, yeah, a melting pot of different cultures. And, and, and that meeting is, is causing a lot of these tensions. Yeah. And it's real interesting to see that I, I guess the only people who you would consider like the, the model Frenchmen are the police. Those are the only model Frenchmen we see throughout the movie. They're wearing berets. They yeah. have striped shirts. Uh-huh. One of them's a mime. <laughs> That's true. Uh-huh. It's weird. I think he's saying stop, but you can't figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, he tried putting a box around the criminals. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I have this box around myself. Now I'll put you in it. Then they just ran away, and he was like, the, the illusion is spoiled. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Yeah. Man, it's real interesting, though, that, like, there, there's obviously, like, some idea that goes into this. I just feel like I don't know how the extreme violence and gore and stuff like that, like... 
Yeah, I just don't I don't I don't get where the violence comes in and means anything or helps us understand it at all. I think it was just so it would have a scene to fit in. I think it yeah. was just like Sacre bleu, if my movie had fit into this extreme <laughs> scene. Uh-huh. It is one of the eight films to die for, monsieur. Ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. the escargot. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. That's ha- what he says. Javier Jens, he said, I make a the escargot. <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of superfluous at the end of the day, honestly. Yeah. And this movie is so unrelentingly brutal that it ceases being brutal. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. And and like a lot of it is shot in that real kinetic style where the Man, camera's moving so a lot and stuff. Held. And it's just like it really burns you out too quick. It, yeah, it, it, all of it just happens so quick and stuff. And then it just keeps happening. And you're like, eh. there is no pacing. Yeah, there's no. There is no pacing it, in this movie. The movie both uh, goes super fast and feels like one of the longest movies I've ever watched. Yeah, exactly. And well, it's overly long. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It the shouldn't kind, be. It's the kind of thing, man, where if you're driving on the country roads and stuff and you're going 20 miles per hour and then you hop on the interstate for 15 minutes yeah. and you're going 90, you're like, yeah, I'm going fast. But whenever you're on that straight stretch of interstate and you're going 90 the whole time, guess what? It doesn't feel fast. No, because it's just straight. It's just you're straight. You're just going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, during the start start and stop and stuff like that, like, you know, yeah. well, on the way over here, both of us got stuck in that, uh, that traffic road work traffic. Way. Yeah, it's the worst. And, you know, when you're putting around going five miles an hour and then you finally get to put the hammer down and you floor it, then you really feel like you're going somewhere yeah this movie is in like fifth gear going 90 yeah. the whole time and it's an hour and 40 like it's pretty fucking long i kind of kept checking like and really, how much longer like, do i have left in this movie about 45 minutes in the only person left is yes yeah basically <laughs> so it's it's really just her dealing with watching her basically being tortured yeah and i'm not interested I no. just like it, some of the scenes reminded me of the scene from Mother of Jennifer Lawrence. You know, I was getting the shit beat out of her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but it just kept happening, right? And, and it loses and its effect. It lost its it? effect. Yeah, yeah it's it really just does. Like, okay. Well, so again, it's going to happen. It's again. like what we said about House of a Thousand Corpses. It's like for for movies that clearly worship Texas Chainsaw, they mm-hmm. sure did miss the fucking point. Yeah, you know, this movie just goes out of its way to show you how horrific and gross and grimy and dingy and brutal everything is and show you every time you know a a hook pierces flesh or every time somebody gets shot or stabbed or punched or whatever it shows you all of it it leaves nothing to the imagination at all yeah and it's it's worse for it you know and it also has that entire like okay the movie came out in 2007 but it looks like a 2002 American horror movie everything has that dingy blue teal it's that thing yeah. that the ring started, yeah. honestly. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to have like a fucking film class or something like that that's about the cinematography of horror movies. Yeah. And I want to go back through with Texas Chainsaw <laughs> and reinsert like a grimy, gritty blue filter over the whole fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, just to show how bad it makes the yes. movie. Yeah. And I want to ask the class, is this better now? Yeah, Does not. this make it better? Yeah. At what fucking point... Did all these directors start going, you know what would look better? Yeah, I got it. If it had that shitty one teal thing. One of the thing. worst. It uh, looks like a movie. One of the worst is the director of It, Andy Muschietti. He directed Mama. Mm-hmm. Every scene in that is either blue, orange, or green. That, that's it, the plague of movies from this decade, dude. And it is 
infuriating the yeah. whole time for me. I was just like, this is ruining. Like, this should be more stark. Like, give us a more stark feeling to yeah. it. Take those uh, whatever you got on. Like, I'm thinking it's filters, but then it's like, I don't. I think it's something they do with the computer afterwards because there's. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of post stuff yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. But this movie definitely suffers from that shitty blue tint. Like, you know what it looks like? Every outdoor scene, I won't say every, almost every outdoor scene in this movie, it looks like what it looks like whenever it's here in the south and like a tornado is about to hit and the sky turns that like green color Uh and it makes everybody's skin look weird. Like it makes everybody look like a zombie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It looks like it's constantly just about tornado season everywhere in these movies and it sucks it doesn't look real man texas chainsaw looks real just imagine though if you're watching one of those movies and the whole time you're like man fuck this shit and then suddenly they're like what storms are blowing (laughs) i'm like that's why i look that way okay and they just now noticed yeah well there were other things going on yeah exactly (laughs) yeah there's a lot of shaky cam stuff there's a lot of really dark stuff yeah. in this too some of it was kind of effective and some of it oh i'll say this i think the more effective parts you pointed out this earlier just ripped directly from the descent yes when the guys are yeah. crawling through that that tunnel uh-huh with the yeah with the camera basically using the night vision yeah, yeah. using a camera That's for the, the night vision. Yeah. that is from the descent which came and out those, a couple years before this right yes it did and those uh creatures they're basically similar to the creatures in uh descent except they don't attack they have glowing eyes for some they fucking do for reason some weird in the night reason, vision. Yeah. yeah, you just find out that they're they're just the deformed children of Hans right, and, and yeah. Ava. You know, they're humans. They're not. Yeah, yeah there's monsters. some weird supernatural element there that just comes in for some reason. Because like, yeah, what are? Really why do their eyes glow? What is going on with them? They're not related. Hans and Ava aren't because they say Ava was kidnapped. Oh, that's right. So yeah, it's not even that. like a it's not incestuous incest, thing. Yeah. yeah, inbred kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't think about. I was that. very. I was very perplexed by that. There were just so many elements of this that were just like, they don't fit. And again, like, I'm still not sure. Well, I mean, like, I think you're right that it is, it is saying something about both sides. It's doing some Trump both sides, yeah. I guess. But And it does still obviously make the, the Nazis look worse. Um, but I'm still not getting the full message. Because at the end, Yasmin still goes out into this world that is the same thing like right yeah. she's, she's just escaped the threat of that family but now she's got an entire country that is threatening her well and that's the thing that that ultimately i think is the scariest about this is she went to this inn she mm. found out these people that seemed totally normal turned out to be these yeah crazy yeah newly yeah. empowered nazis that hate her and they're newly empowered because of the political power that just came in office so then yeah. especially as a person who is you know a, a brown person who's a muslim has probably seen their fair share of discrimination yeah you probably have to look at just about everybody at that point and go yeah and think they're do that you person. secretly hate me you yeah. know it's like if you're a mexican living in america right now yeah you do have to think that yeah every white dude you look at you're like do you actually want to just deport me though? yeah i my my pal vicente was talking about like he he went with his girlfriend to arizona where she was from yeah and like he was getting a lot of looks because they lived in a a white neighborhood yeah um and he asked me he was like if i was in tennessee like how would people react and i was like yeah probably about the same right yeah, yeah. like that's that's yeah it's scary to know that there's it people among scary. you that that hate you 
Yeah. That's scary to know, but it's scarier to know that there's people among you that hate you and also they're the ones that are running the country right now. They're the ones that are in power. Yeah. That has to be very scary. Again, yeah. that's one of those things that Ugh. as a fucking straight white dude, I am invulnerable to. I have never been anywhere where I'm like, they hate straight white people. <laughs> Steve, let's drink a let's drink a co beer. This is a awesome. Urban Artifact Kaleidoscope. We've been enjoying an Urban Artifact here lately. Yeah, and I've had a few at some restaurants and stuff. They're Uh so good. It is a pineapple, orange, and guava Midwest fruit tart. Midwest fruit tart? Midwest fruit tart. It is, wow, 9.1%. Oh, wow. That's a big old beer. It's got a smell off of it. Fruity. Yep. Apparently, I was supposed to turn this over and get some of the sediment to the top. Eh, Whatever. Did not do that. It will probably be okay. This Midwest... Oh, no sediment! <laughs> oh, he's gone! <laughs> this Midwest fruit tart has 1,500 pounds of pineapple, 600 pounds of guava, 500 pounds of orange. So it's it's like a sour, but like high alcohol, Yeah, basically. Yeah, I look forward to checking this out. It looks kind of like the last one. It looks like pureed fucking mm-hmm. oranges and stuff like that. Very cloudy. It's got Ooh. some stuff floating around in it. What's that like? Is it good? It's so fruity. Oh, dang. Yeah. That's nice. A little bit of fruit there. That has that guava-like tartness to it. It does. Yeah, the guava flavor comes through real well. But Shockingly, that's the one that's like really standing out yeah. to me. It's the flavor of all that guava floating around in that thing. <sighs> like me some guava. That's good, man. That is good, yeah. I cannot believe that is nearly 10% alcohol. Yeah, no, this just tastes like any other sour. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like strong alcohol flavor off I of would it. guess this is like four, four and a half. Yeah. You like know a I mean? normal sour. Yeah, yeah, there's no burn or anything like that. That's pretty dang good. Way to go, guys. I am very okay with that. Wow. Everything I've had from them has been awesome. I also got one from them that was a, um, it was like a blackberry, what was it, blackberry and blueberry or something like that, sour, uh-huh. and it was awesome, man. Yeah. It was so good. I'm glad we kind of opened up to a lot of these more sour beers. That's kind of yeah. the cool thing to like right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> We're the cool kids liking yeah, sour cool beers. Kids. You know, one thing in this movie that stood out to me, too, that wasn't really explicitly addressed in the movie, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I think that you know a lot more about Islam than, than I do. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But one of the things in this movie that that struck me as, like, truly extremely fucked up, it's like, yeah, okay, there's a guy that gets impaled on a running circular saw. <laughs> that That's awesome. fucked up. There's a guy that gets <laughs> steamed to death, all this yeah, kind of stuff. Guy gets brutal. his Achilles tendons cut and all that jazz. Oh. But that scene where... Yaz and her her baby daddy mm-hmm. are in the pig pen, and basically she, she has, has to, to crawl through the pig shit. Yeah, yeah, she has to like tunnel under that gate to get through yeah. it, and basically swim through pig shit. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that is one of those things that is explicitly explicitly not allowed in in Islam is contact with pigs, especially their yeah, blood. The fact that they meat. were even putting them in there with the pigs would be a major insult. I mean, yeah. basically, isn't that just like condemning them to hell? No, I mean, her, no, her, you can't you can't force someone into sin. I, I mean, I, I guess there would be. Islam is, of course, like Christianity. There are a ton of different interpretations. Um, interpretations, yeah. but, but my the I I took classes on classical Islam, so yeah. I would say in the Quran, the idea would be that you, you no one could force you into sin. So, but even even the fact that they are forcing to do this thing that is yes explicitly right. forbidden, even though it's like this ain't my bad, but yeah, this is ultimately one of the worst possible things I could do. Uh huh. That's fucked up. Yeah. And 
she was going to get an abortion at the beginning of the movie so that was also like like she was she was going to do something that would be against her religion and then she gets forced into a bunch of other things that would be against her religion and it's like the thing that she was going to do almost condemns her to those things mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i think in that that was specifically aimed at punishing them for for being right middle eastern that's pretty fucking brutal it is brutal it's it's a hopeless movie basically it is yeah, yeah it's very fucking nihilistic very mm-hmm. bleak very hopeless i wish that i i spoke the language so that i could really say that these people were doing a good or bad job i don't feel like i'm really entitled mm, to do they're that they're yelling all the time Everybody's that's generally yelling. not good acting <laughs> <laughs> that's very true that's very true yeah. i'll say the things that kind of stood out to me about the acting in this movie is the the chick playing um, Yasmin there. Oh, she's real good Dude, in those last like yeah thirty minutes where she's just she's in shock like she's yes. like shaking shaking but right? not like she's doing it in a way that like people because when you're in shock you actually do get cold like, right yeah yeah so like she's involuntarily shaking in a way right. that looks very much like being in shock yes she's doing it so well I thought the same thing that's something that I wrote over and over in my notes yeah. is just like incredible shock yeah. acting amazing shock yeah. acting and stuff because you see all these movies where these you know final girls are going through such horrendous shit yeah and they just seem like stone cold like another day at the office i'm yeah. gonna get the fuck out of here and stuff mm-hmm. like that that oh, is my not friends are dead. Ah. yeah exactly yeah if you went through that kind of stuff you'd be acting like what she did yeah like she, I sally mean, like, hardesty at the end of texas chainsaw massacre yeah. where she's just like uh, she's out of her head just like laughing and crying and covered in blood it's uh, very similar but yeah i think she does it like such a perfect job yeah of it. and also comes across as very like animalistic when she like bites fucking chicks throat Man, open and that stuff. was awesome they, that was brutal they did that in uh i think it's in the walking dead comic as well but they did it in the walking dead like a few seasons ago and it is it's just so animalistic to see somebody just go for the throat with their teeth literally yeah yeah like, for the throat. like an animal i think in the end this is a movie that it's worth maybe trying to figure out. Maybe worth a watch if you're into um, New French Extremity or... It's part of that scene. I yeah, mean, yeah, if you're into that, I think it, fit, it fits in there. But it's not as good as some of the others, for sure. It's not as good as Raw. It's not as good no, as... It's not even as good wrong. as High Tension, which is a movie I didn't love. Yeah, High Tension is just like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. It... It does have some interesting political points to sort of go through, and they're relevant today. Like, this is a movie that's yeah. 12 years old, but... Very relevant. Even more relevant yeah. in America today well, than America's, it was in 2007. You know, always like a decade behind Europe. Sure. So we could have watched this <laughs> so and seen the, the writing on the wall. Right. You know? <laughs> we should have known Trump was yeah. going to win because of... Uh, frontiers and it does have its merits i mean i i do love the fact that they were as restrained as they could be with the cgi most of the effects and stuff in this are practical yeah you know like there's not a lot of that there's only one that looked bad everything the headshot. else yeah the headshot looked like oh that's obviously it was almost like comically gory yeah you know where it's like all that's left is like his bottom jaw uh-huh. and stuff like that yeah i rewound that and watched that a few times it kind of surprised me, which was cool, I guess. If somebody were to tell me it's real, like, that would be crazy. Because it, like, the way it looked, just, like, the light shining on the blood yeah. looked very much like it was computer. Right. Yeah. That's always the thing, dude. It's like what I was talking about in the new Suspiria. It's right. like, 
that fake blood that's done with CGI always looks wetter than wet. Yeah, it doesn't it look looks right. Weird. Yeah. It looks weird. It sheens like motor oil does, not like blood does. <laughs> right. It's really strange. So that headshot didn't look amazing, but a lot of the other stuff in there was all practical. Mm-hmm. And they did a pretty damn good job. When that guy came out of that, that steam room and he was all melted and shit. Oh, man. And it was like all appliance. That was brutal, yeah. Very convincing. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. So I would say... At the end of the day, I'm going to rate this movie. I don't love it. I don't see myself really watching it again, probably. Yeah. And what did we What did we give um, House of a Thousand Corpses? You gave it four and a half. I gave it a four. Yeah. I, and this this is not as good as it's that. It's not as good as House of a yeah. Thousand Corpses. So no. I'm going to say this is a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that, man. Yeah. It's all just... You know, it's that thing that I talk about in music all the time. I tell people, you know, one of the real keys to writing good tunes and writing exciting music. It's like, if everything is heavy, nothing is heavy. Right. If everything is fast, nothing is fast. You need the point of comparison. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, even when you look back at, like, some of the greatest thrash records of all time, like when you listen to fucking Master Puppets from start to finish, there's really not any of those songs that are fast from start to end mm. there's dynamics there's slow songs and stuff on there too mm. you know when something brutal is right next to something that was not brutal it makes it way more intense when things get really ramped up after things have been kind of in a lull it makes them more intense in this movie when everything is gory nothing seems gory yeah when everything is grimy nothing seems grimy. doesn't seem grimy yeah. when everything's intense all the fucking time yeah just does it feel intense if they're anymore. yelling from the moment they start talking it's yeah. like when is this ever gonna like when are we ever gonna get to the point where they're talking like normal people yeah let it cool down for a second uh-huh. you know yeah this movie just has a lot of dynamics problems for me like I said, I like the message and stuff. There's cool things you could say about it, but I just don't think it it yeah. does it very well. Super unlikable characters. Eh. Way, way forgettable soundtrack. It had that thing that I would just describe as cheap European soundtrack. <laughs> and it's a thing. It's like, if yeah, you know what I'm talking about, you talking know what I'm about. fucking talking about. It cheap European it. soundtrack uh-huh. is what it sounded like. Yeah, not a fan, man. You said three and a half. Yeah. I would probably go as low as like two and a half. Okay. I just really didn't That's like this fair. movie. And it's so fucking long. An hour and 40 yeah. something to it, tell this story? Yeah. It, Come it, on. Despite how fast it moves, it feels it. It feels long. It is yeah. the longest feeling fast movie <laughs> ever, man. Yeah. Not not really a huge fan. Roger suggests this movie for us. And I don't think it's because he loves it. No, it was not because he loves it. But he wanted us to talk about it. I think maybe he wanted us an excuse to talk about politics probably and it be associated with the horror movie and you got it he got it farewell subscribers yep (laughs) (laughs) so on next week's show i'm really looking forward to covering this and man this is going to be a really fun one too to do here in grime may where we're covering just some grimy old grosso movies and you guys voted for this one yeah this is one that was up for vote the next two weeks here were voted on by you guys our Mm -hmm. dead and loyalists out there those are the good ones and we're going to be talking about Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Our second Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, it's true. We've done mm-hmm. Dust Till Dawn. Might be our last. I don't know if he has another horror movie. You That's might be a right. Shame. Yeah, you might be right. I really wish that he would. Yeah. Because they're so fun whenever they he does are. them. He seems He's so to like, great. He seems to really get it. He does. He does. If you've ever seen any interviews with him, there was one with Pete Holmes that I really loved. 
And he he really does just seem like the coolest dude. He seems like a fucking great dude. Yeah. Like I would love to hang out. Yep. With Robert Rodriguez. He seems like such a cool fucking hang. So I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it'll definitely be a lot of fun. You guys be sure to tune in for that. Uh, In the meantime, you guys be sure to rate and review on the iTunes. That sure would help us out a whole hell of a lot. I've seen the reviews kind of coming in a little slow lately. I would love to see more and more and yeah. more perking up on there. You know, compared to other horror podcasts that have been around around, you know, the same amount of time as us, mm-hmm. we're definitely crushing them there. So oh yeah, we got to t- Yeah. Our but fans are killing. More. Our we fans are killing. More. We want to leave them in the damn dust, y'all. Yeah. We want to leave them behind. So please be sure to go on iTunes, rate and review. Steve, how can they support us? Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dead and lovely. That's right. Same with the PayPal, paypal.me slash dead and lovely. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at dead, at dead lovely pod. Uh, we have a Facebook group that is super duper fun. And, um, I, I, we've been doing this almost, uh, I, I think six weeks now we've had a chat Every time there's been a Joe Bob Briggs yes. stream, which seems to coincide every a, time with when I have a show, I well, feel like it's such Friday a dickhead. Night, I'm not going to so be yeah. on there. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's all it's all of us just getting drunk, watching the first movie, and then most of us passing. Well, out. that that sounds <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, it was real fun. We did Wolf Cop. They had Wolf Cop and then Henry last time. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh. P.S. Oh. There's a Joe Bob Briggs interview on last po- last podcast on the left. Oh, recently, really? And it's awesome, man. I just listened to it this week. It just popped in my mind when he was you in said Chattanooga it. a few weeks ago. No shit. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't know about it ahead of time, or I would I would definitely oh, like to go see the. That'd have been a great, dead lovely road trip right for there. For real, man. yeah, that'd have been amazing. Super smart film critic. So hell yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, join the Facebook group so you can jump in with us on those things, and uh, you know. What else we got? We got uh, whatever. Just look for us on Google. Come on, you'll find us. Bing. Bing it. Duck, duck, yeah. go it. Ask Jeeve about us. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, whatever Tor uses. Yeah, that. Yeah. Try that out. Uh-huh. Well, you guys have been just so goddamn great. Thanks for listening to this episode and dealing with our political rants and ravings. That's us. You guys be sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking about a real Arizona king. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? One of them Arizona kings. Arizona king. Hey, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. What do I mean? It's like a Mississippi queen, but the opposite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is... uh, Sorry, I just... I forgot. Like, I... I, I've been really busy. Like, I can't remember what a Mississippi. That's a fun song. Mississippi Queen. No one I mean. I was talking with Kate about our our list of yas. Uh huh. She pointed out one that she was definitely disappointed that we didn't put on on what the Thousand with Thousand Corpses episode. Was it the birth control? Hey yeah 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 yeah. Hey yeah yeah. I say hey. What's, what's going on? So it's kind of a hey yeah, but yeah, there's still a yeah attached to that thing. Mm-hmm. We also didn't mention the band, the yeah 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 yeah. They're yeah. covered in them, man. They're mm-hmm. covered in them.
covered in yes. <laughs> covered in yes. Uh-huh. Shout out to Yaz, the birth control. Yeah. According to Nick Shoddy, doesn't work too good. Yeah. Caught his, caused like blood clots or something. Don't uh, think it's any. It's it caused the, getting pregnant sometime. Is it due? I guess so. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an issue, I would say. Yeah. But once again, it's not really the, the birth you're trying to control. It's really the pregnancy. Yeah, I want pregnancy control. Yeah, I want yeah. I want baby control. <laughs> no baby, please. I just imagine basically animal control. Yeah. Baby showing control. up to take control of babies with like one of those like poles with a leash on the end. <laughs> Come on, baby. Get out of here, baby. <laughs> I wish everything was just titled what it is, where it's just like Anti-baby pills. Anti-baby pills. No baby pills. <laughs> no baby for you. I need to get my prescription for my no baby pills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you go. Go have fun not having babies. That, that is fun, honestly. So far. It. I'm a huge fan. So far, I've I've found it to be extremely fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm way on deck with that. Mm-hmm. 